Peace and blessings, everybody. You're listening to The Good Brother Experience, where it is I, the good brother, the original black man. I am Rick. What's happening with you? What you doing? How you doing? How you been? Well, have you been drinking water? I'm going to continue to ask you this because I need to ensure your safety. Because if you were guessing this, you probably guessed correct. You can have sex in an unprotected fashion. You can eat steak every day and clog your arteries. But you do not have to be dehydrated. Put some water in your body, preferably the water that's alkaline. Secondarily, please rate, review, and subscribe to my program. I would definitely appreciate that. Um, if you haven't done so, maybe you're listening to me on SoundCloud. Maybe you're listening to me because something was passed on to you. Maybe uh, you heard a past episode of mine and I've piqued your interest as a listener and you wanted to continue to support me in a way that is very free to you, which I really appreciate that. All you have to do is if you're on your iPhone, Go to the Apple app, put in the Good Brother Experience. You're going to go down. You're going to see the five star. Hit the fifth one. If you're hitting the fourth one, I have to believe that you have hatred in your bloodstream and your parents raised you better than that. Third place. Third of all. The third thing that I'm announcing is if you would like to email me, email me at the Good Brother Experience at Yahoo.com. I've been receiving some pushback for the fact that I'm using a Yahoo address, but I'm here to tell you to mind your fucking business. Yahoo has done nothing to me, and everything I do is for a reason. There is a particular reason why I'm not using Gmail and I'm using Yahoo, and that reason is going to stay within me, in my heart, in my chest, in my soul, and not yours, you judge motherfucker. Okay? All right. So... Let's speak about a few things that's been happening in my life. I have been fucking with succession. Know what I mean? Uh, after, well, first, let's rewind. I finally finished The Wire. So, the comparisons that I, I've been hearing all throughout the years between what's the best show ever created between The Wire and Breaking Bad, whatever have you, I finally have completed season five of The Wire. It's wrapped up, saw the last minute of the episode when McNulty fucking scooped up that homeless nigga and did a cross the, across the country voyage, whatever. And the thing about Breaking Bad as opposed to The Wire that I find incredibly interesting is the only thing that's kind of alike with those two shows is that there was drug salesmanship. Outside of that, it's polar opposites as opposed to why both shows are so exciting when you're watching Breaking Bad you're pretty much watching the rise and fall of Walter White and all the cohorts around him and how everybody's being affected by his decision making to him become a thousandaire millionaire billionaire off of his own drug empire he wasn't cool with just playing the back and just um and just making the meth for my man that owned the taco business. No, he had to go worldwide with it. He had to get his wife to be involved in it. And out of all of the TV wives that I've seen, Walter White, Walter White's wife is the worst wife in wife history. She's worse than um, Pam from The Office. She's fucking worse than McNulty's ex-wife in The Wire. She's fucking worse than Al Bundy's wife. She's just top 
pure, 100% garbage. With The Wire, I find that show so interesting is it holds your attention with no discernible main character. It's kind of like that for Game of Thrones, too. I never watched Game of Thrones, but I always find it intriguing when the themes and the writing of the show carry the show as opposed to the connection that you have with the characters. Because there is no discernible main character of The Wire. Like you have the police force, you got the drug dealer niggas, you got Omar. It's just so many parts happening at the same time. And you're getting to see the chronological order of what everyone is going through as they're going through it. So you're kind of like in this vortex of just cocaine and crack being sold on the corners and all the people that are being affected by it. Whereas Breaking Bad is just this old white nigga that's dying of cancer. His wife, his kids, and some nigga named Jesse. And that's it. But both those shows are very well written. I didn't like the ending to either show, but the ending I can see now. I can see why they ended the show the way they ended the show. With Walter White getting shot at the end, and with uh, fucking this nigga, my name is my name. Come on, my nigga. Because I'm recording live, I'm going to forget his name. Uh, Not Avon, not Stringer fucking um come on what's his name what's the nigga's name son my name is my name marlo like you see why marlo didn't want to be a businessman and got shot in his forearm and just wanted to play the corner again i can see why method man got shot in his head cheese i can see why they had to kill prop joe i can see how the connect got um got moved over to slim uh baby from cash money's brother whatever that nigga's name is i can see why all this shit was happening simultaneously i can see why the nigga with the cool voice left the fucking police force and wanted to become a lawyer again i can see why my nigga shit senator clay davis just wound up getting free like i i can see all that shit you know what i mean and um in regards to those being the best shows ever created in tv history I would be inclined to agree, but there's been so many shows that's been released literally just this year alone that I probably will never see that I can't really with an iron fist slam on the table and say those are the best two shows ever. What I can say is there's not eight shows better than that in human history. There just can't be, whether it be The Wire or Breaking Bad. I never watched Sons of Anarchy. I never watched Westworld. I never watched Seinfeld. Um, I never watched Three's Company. I never watched fucking Cheers. Um, what else have I not seen? I've never seen the full seasons of How I Met Your Mother. I've never watched fucking, uh, what, what the fuck is some other shows that are like super duper popular? Arrested Development and all kind of shit. I've never seen any of those shows. You know what I mean? But I have seen the quote unquote like classics outside of Seinfeld. So I've seen The Office, I've seen Prison Break, I've seen um, Mad Men, I've seen all of them shits. The only show that I have left, because I'm watching Secession right now, I never watched House of Cards, and I never watched 21, because there's like 4 million fucking episodes of that shit, and I'm never going back. Um, West Wing, not watching that shit either, sorry. Uh, but, I w- but I will watch The Sopranos, though. I do know there's a whole bunch of racism in there. I know that white people love that show because it's a Mickey Meatloaf and fucking Bucket Bill and fucking Scotty Two Time and 
all the kind of other fucking silly ass nicknames that come from being a mobster in Staten Island. But I am going to watch it because I was told that cinematically a lot of shows stole their style and implemented it into their style. So if I think a show is popping now, I need to see what was the forefather of said shows that are shot in this distinct style. So I'm going to check The Sopranos out and I'm going to see what Tommy Two Fingers and fucking Alkaline Al and Front Flip Paulie and all kind of shit. I'm going to see what them niggas got going on and see if I'm fucking with it with a major way. Speaking of white people. Checked out the fucking Drake album, right? Or the mixtape or collection of songs that are being put on album music for streaming purposes. And before I even get into what I like and what I dislike, I just find it very interesting that whenever Drake is featured on an artist song or he's on a song with artists that aren't as famous as he is, he always gets the first verse. And I find that very, very, very interesting. This has been happening for, I want to say since Versace. And Versace came out years ago. Like, Drake always makes sure, makes sure that he's always the first on the fucking track. And I think it's little things like that as to why he's a genius. You know what I'm saying? Just to ensure, like, I, right, on their end, like, will we really know Black Boy JB if it wasn't for Drake? He's probably never going to release a song again. I know that every I'm trying to think was he come and see me with him in party next door uh, that was Drake that had the first verse right yeah he's going to make sure that he's on that first verse goddammit. Now I mean and the reason why I say that is because this fucking song he has with Fivio Foreign <sighs> man man I'm so upset that outside is fucking locked and niggas got us on fucking cootie patrol but as soon as outside opens back up yo i am not gonna have no motherfucking when this shit comes on uh-huh like, yeah huh Woo. hey Woo. Uh. Woo. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. Woo. 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 nigga when that nigga starts saying that shit son i'm not gonna have any behavior when the fucking shit pops on in the speakers but who knows when we're gonna be able to be in a space with speakers again i just fucking don't know but hopefully when i can start partying again and shaking my bonbon that's one of the first songs that get fucking played because anything else will be uncivilized uh deep pockets is the song that i like the most on that album or compilation or body of work mixtape whatever because that's my favorite type of Drake style. When Drake has like an ill beat and he's just flowing. You know what I'm saying? And he's just in his bag and this nigga catches the beat and this nigga just on his lyricism shit. Um, I know there's different facets of Drake. There's fucking European London Drake. There's West Indian Drake. There's R&B Drake. There's fucking... Um, afro beats drake there's just so many components to this nigga which is what makes sense is as to why he's the most famous person on the planet in regards to rap music is concerned but hip-hop in my bag or some rapping shit drake that's the drake that i fuck with and i remember on um scorpion uh this nigga said some shit like 
a classic album like Ten of D's, something like this nigga. What what's the song name on Scorpion? I'm gonna look for the for that shit as I'm talking to you guys. Uh, I'm gonna tell you the song title as soon as I just have to see it. As soon as I see it, I'm like, oh, this is the song. Uh, do 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 do. I think it was Sandra's Rose. Yeah, yeah, it was Sandra's Rose. Or it was it was emotionless, or it was Sandra's Rose, where he was saying a classic album was like ten of these. Like this nigga was fucking, he was right. If he just gets on a soulful beat for ten beats straight, and just raps on his very minimal hook, but just fifty bars of verse type shit, niggas will revere that shit in hip hop history. Like yo, I told you he can do it. I told you. And my thing is during the quarantine when things really don't matter in the grand scheme of things because a great way for you to make money is to perform and nobody's performing, which is what I'm going to get to next, which is something that I found interesting. But due to the fact that you really can't shoot videos unless you're just going to shoot a video for you being Fidoli in the crib, why not just give niggas what they want? Like, what is the problem? The same way you can release that. Be like, you know what? Everybody wants me my rapidly rap shit. I'm gonna give these niggas 10 songs of my rapidly rap shit so I can point to something for whenever niggas wanna say that I can't rap. Why not do that? Niggas have nothing to do. You're seeing your mom, you're seeing your son, and what else are you doing, my nigga? There's nothing else to do. The world is on smash, bro. You can't, unless you're sneaking bitches in the crib and putting niggas in danger, but even when you're fucking sneaking bitches in the crib, you live in a fucking mega mansion fortress hotel looking thing. You can't devote two hours a day just to 10 songs. Niggas don't have regular jobs, bro. Like, that's the thing about this show Succession. These niggas in the grand scheme of things don't have to live a stressful life. But they make their lives more stressful than what it has to be by sheer reason of how much money that they've accumulated. So you're like, oh, I'm rich, so I got to keep doing rich things, and I got to keep up, and I got to do this, and I have a fucking meeting for this, and I have to meet with them, and all right, we have a jillion dollars. How can we make two jillion dollars? And how can we acquire this? And how is this looking? And the portfolio on that? And like, my nigga, it's not that deep, bro. Niggas is rich. All you got to do is not be a dickhead at this point. There's no way you can fuck this up. Same thing with Drake. Everything else is checked off. You've been on the fucking charts for 10 years straight. You fucking have a child. So that's pretty dope. You're not going to be like Oprah where you're a bajillionaire with no kids to leave after. it. Know what I'm saying? You live in a mega mansion. You fucking have Air Drake. You have the fucking Jordan deal. Just give niggas what they want, son. We got R&B Drake. We got fucking Beanie Man Drake. We got fucking uh, Porter Prince Drake. We got all these types of Drakes, bro. All we need is just 10 songs of rap Drake. Please, the best. If you're reading this, is if if you're reading this, it's too late and nothing was the same to me or his best bodies of work because that's when he was doing the most rapping on it. Point blank, period. The rapping was the best on there. The fucking the rap songs on there were the best. I love fucking Take Care, but that shit wasn't his classic to me because there was too much harmony and sadness and fucking black pillowcases and black curtains in the crib. That shit was trash. Now, I know I was talking about artists in regards to performing and how niggas have nothing to do. And uh, there's this guy on Instagram, right? Maybe you guys know about him. Maybe you guys don't. 
but his name i just want to make sure that it is correct is mark rebier it's m a r c r e b i l l e t mark rebier right just go on his page and just look at some videos essentially what this nigga does is he has like a uh, I'm not familiar with the terminology. He has like a sampler machine where he can sample his own voice and pretty much repeat anything he puts into the machine and incorporate that into the beat. And he has a shaker and he has a keyboard. And this nigga makes beats from scratch. And then he just comes up with like off the cuff songs based on the beat that he just did in front of you. It's basically like acoustic, rhythmic um What's the word I'm looking for? It was just in my head. Acoustic, rhythmic, improv, right? And he's going to go on a mini tour where he goes across the country and he's going to go into drive-in theaters, right? A few weeks ago, I was asking Twitter, I was like, yo, whatever happened to drive-in movie theaters? And it was like, they're pretty much everywhere outside of New York. There's some in Georgia, there's some in Florida, there's some in California, whatever have you. Do you think going forward that that will be the new norm? If you're a hip-hop artist or if you're a, a record label, wouldn't the best thing to do is to pack out old drive-in movie theaters that probably don't get a lot of traffic and say Drake is coming? Because in the grand scheme of things, what's the difference between being in a coliseum and being in a drive-in movie theater? It's really no difference. You're in the comfort of your own car. Now I'm saying you can bring your own snacks. I'll be damned if somebody that's right there. But you know, that's another thing, right? Because is it? I've never been to a drive-through movie theater in my life. Is it a prerequisite to pop your trunk to make sure you don't got the hammer with you? Because you, but then again, you could have the hammer on you if you're going to the movie theater. Yeah, now I'm thinking about it. Although we're getting corona. We should have been gone through some, because there's no precautions to do nothing, son. If I wanted to go into a movie theater <clears throat> with the fucking hammer, and I just had a duffel bag on me, and I got waited and then just fucking wanted to let it rain on niggas, there's no metal detectors at no movie theater ever, son. They, yo, there's times where you go into a movie theater, and there's no soap. Like, literally, there's no soap in the dispenser. And you just got to fucking do that thing, that spout that it gives you like a second and a half of water before you wash your hands. And like, come on, my nigga. Like, it's just a so you're putting your hand on top of this dirty ass spout so you can get more than a second and a half of water. Like, think about that, son. Really think about what was going on. They're saying in 2020, I never heard. I always had my technique down, but I wasn't sure that it was 20 seconds. They tell you. That you, in order to completely wash your hands, you need to wash your hands for 20 seconds. But they had those spouts where it was like the, the short little, sh sh like those short little instances of water that used to come out that you would have to fucking use all your might just to get three seconds of water at the same time and to still have no soap. I'm going down a fucking rabbit hole here. All I'm saying is it would be very, very interesting that in all the plots of land. And all the things that you drive by, I'm like, oh, this acre is fucking for sale, or this acre is for rent, or 10 acres for rent, whatever. If hip-hop artists and actors or whatever have you just really pulled their money together, bought all these acres of land, and just came up with, like, more drive-in places, 
So as opposed to fucking get no bread, you can fucking make some bread on the road by going from drive through theater, the drive-in theater, and getting this chicken. I would drive to a fucking Rick Ross concert and stay in my car and drink my cognac and eat my snacks and hopefully get jerked off and watch this nigga perform. That would be fucking pretty dope to me. You know what I'm saying? Uh, or even from not getting jerked off, I'm going there with the homies and all of us is sitting there. And I mean, they're in their whips, I'm in my whip, and then all of a sudden we go and we dip off with our masks and gloves on. That shit would be pretty dope. So, I don't know, man. I think drive-in movie theaters can make a fucking, can make a return. And I know there's no space for that shit. Maybe in the boroughs, but in Long Island and in upstate New York, I would drive upstate to go to a drive-in theater. I'm not going to hold you. That would be pretty cool. So, yeah, man. I pretty much took 20 minutes of your time and didn't speak about anything but that's the episode for today peace and blessings past the dressing and i'll speak to you sooner than later